0: Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little, and today I'm going to be sharing with you a hand from a $1,500 buy-in World Series of Poker event I played last year. Um, This is a pretty interesting hand because I flop a very good hand, but it ends up not running out so well. And this is a, figuring out when you should be going for value and when you shouldn't is a skill you must master if you want to get good at poker. And I recognize a lot of my students were making fundamental errors in a lot of spots, but very particularly on the flop recently so i decided to make a short ebook to help them out it's called 10 flop decisions from insta poker coach and in this short ebook i go through 10 flop situations that i see people mess up on a regular basis and if you think that you may be making these errors definitely check out the book the book is only 99 cents it is a short book it's only 35 pages or so but it goes through 10 flop decisions that you need to know the right answer to Pretty much like the back of your hand if you're going to be playing poker at a high level. So definitely check it out. You can get your copy at slash instapoker. That is I N S T A P O K E R. So, like I said, this hand is from a $1,500 buy in World Series of Poker event. I have six five of diamonds on the button. A player from middle position raises to 250, a straightforward guy. The cutoff calls. I call 250 out of my 7,000 stack with six five of diamonds. So this is a spot where I'm calling pretty much every time. You could re-raise, but especially at the World Series of Poker against more amateur competition than I typically play against in the higher stakes games at various tournament stops, I'm very inclined just to call and see what develops. All right. So the flop comes nine eight seven. I flop a straight. Two spades, one diamond. I have six five of diamonds. The big blind checks. The initial raise bet 400 into the 1,025 pot, and then the cutoff calls. So at this point, we have a few things we could do. We could either call or raise. We could either raise small or large. I think if you're going to raise in this spot, you typically want to make it a little bit large, but not so big to where your opponents cannot continue. So we faced a 400 bet and a 400 call. I made it 12- 1,250, and that leaves me with 5,500 left. Whenever you are playing a pot that is very clearly going to result in you being all in by the river, ideally, you want to size your bets such that you can make bet sizes that lead to favorable stack sizes remaining compared to the pot. So notice here if I raise and someone calls, the pot's going to then be 3,000 and change, and I'm going to have roughly 5,500 left. On the turn, I can then bet something like 1,700. That will then leave me with roughly 3,800 left, and the pot will then be uh, you know, 6,000 or so, maybe 7,000. So by notice that by raising this size now, I can make comfortable bets that will not put my opponents in such nasty spots. Uh, what a lot of people do in this scenario is they raise very small, so it'll go 400, they'll make it 900. 1,200 is relatively small, but something like 900 would be, I think... A relatively bad raise size, because that really does price in your opponents. If I was playing this hand today, I may go even a little bit larger, maybe 1350 But 1250 is fine. What you do not want to do is you do not want to either go all in or make it something like 2600 If you make a very large raise in this spot, it's going to make your opponents fold all but their best hands. And if you decide to get it in against all but their best hands, your bad end of the straight very rarely is in amazing shape. But if you make it small, people will continue with hand like ace nine that's drawing dead. So anyway, big blind folds, initial razor calls the straightforward player, and the cutoff folds. Turns the ace of spades. Pretty horrible turn for me. So I have to ask if I bet, can I still get called by worse hands? Well, if he has pocket jacks, for example, will he call another bet? I think he'll probably will call a small bet. If he has ace-9, will he call another bet? Definitely, because it turns an ace, and he has two pair. If he has a hand like king-9, will he call another bet? Probably not. So if I bet here, I have to recognize I'm trying to get value from a very small part of his range, and most of that range is not going to be nut hands. So if I'm going to bet in this scenario, I want to bet a relatively small amount. And that's just because most of the hands I'm trying to get called by cannot realistically call a big bet. And... A lot of people ask in this spot, what do you do if he check raises? Well, you fold. Because uh, most straightforward players, if they're check raising you on a three flush turn, the turn is the ace of spades completing the flush, they just have a flush. Or occasionally, you'll be against something like king of hearts, I'm sorry, king of spades, nine of hearts, or pocket kings with the king of spades. But the vast majority of the time, you are going to be against a flush if you get check raised in this scenario. You have to become very comfortable with betting for value with the intention of folding if you get check raise. And that is exactly the scenario we are in right here. So I bet 1625 into the 3925 pot. Notice, again, this is a bet size that is relatively small compared to the pot that makes it easy for my opponent to continue. This would be a, 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 ba- a very bad situation to bet something like all in. So I could go all in for 5500 into the 4000 pot. Or I could even bet something like 2800 I think that would also be a very bad bet. Because notice when you start betting something like 2,800, you really force your opponent to have a good hand to continue. And if you force them to have a good hand, what is a good hand on a three flush board? It's a flush. So my plan here is to bet 1625 on the turn and then check behind on most rivers. I have to recognize I'm not going to get three streets of value here very often. Rivers is a seven of clubs, pairing the board, particularly bad card. My opponent checks. I just check behind. And we win. He actually had Jack of Diamonds, Jack of Hearts. So, what could this player have done differently? On the flop, when he bet into two players and gets raised, if he faces a small raise like he did, you know, not a super small raise, but a relatively small raise, I don't really see how he can fold with an overpair and a gut shot. So, I like his flop call. But on the turn Ace of Spades, if your opponent puts any amount of money into the pot there, you just have to fold. The only thing you are beating at the moment would be pocket 10s, or maybe a hand like 10-9 or 10-8 that's decided to turn the hand into the bluff. This is just a tough spot for pocket jacks that I think my opponent should have folded on the turn. Whenever you're calling a flop raise with a effectively a bluff catcher, you have to realize pocket jacks is a bluff catcher here, because my raising range is very good draws and nut hands. You're beating the draws, which are the bluffs, and you are losing to the nut hands. When the turn completes a lot of those draws, like the Ace of Spades does your hand's garbage and you have to get out of the way even if your opponent does give you a very good price so my opponent probably should have lost 1625 fewer chips in this pot but fortunately for me he did not so that's gonna be it for this episode of weekly poker hand make sure you follow me on twitter at jonathan little j-o-n-a-t-h-a-n-l-i-t-t-l-e there i post whenever i post a new um weekly poker hand and I also make sure I let you all know about my blog posts that come out each week where I talk about something on my mind usually something educational that can hopefully help you better your poker game so thank you very much for being here with me today I appreciate it be sure to check back next time